This podcast contains spooky stories and adult language and situations and may not be suitable for young listeners. Enjoy! Fuck my work life. Welcome back, fuckers. <laughs> Hi, Georgie. Hi, Georgie. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, everyone. This is coming out, I think, the Wednesday before Early. Halloween. But who gives a shit? It'll be just in time for your spook fest. <laughs> Work is a very scary place. So is my wife. I'm a scary place? (laughs) Where's your voice? (laughs) I broke character. What? (laughs) What? Why you do this? Werewolf. There. Wolf. Werewolf. You probably don't know what that's from, do you? (laughs) No fucking idea. That's young Frankenstein. Oh. All right, everybody. This is our Halloween special. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, we got some spooky workplace stories. Yeah, we do. I'm excited about it. Whoa, and our cat is going ape shit. It's supposed to be a ghost. Oh, that's a ghost. I mean, she is a little fucking gremlin. Yeah, she's a goblin monster. (laughs) She is a demon. (laughs) She's a fucking demon sometimes. She's going absolutely nuts. nuts. They all do this as soon as we start recording. I feel like we need a recording booth where we can just lock ourselves away from the pets. All right. You guys are just going to hear our cat going crazy in the background. So before we get into the spook. Do you have some housekeeping? Yes. Oh. We want to say thank you to our patrons. Yes. We have DM. You sound like you're about to say, I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm, a snake. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sneaky snake. <laughs> so we have DM. We have Ken and Maria B. And we have Dan P. Dan P. Thank you guys for being. We thank you. Thank you for being our patrons and supporting yes. the show. If you would like to support the show, pad my wallet. Anyway, if you want to join, <laughs> you want to join our Patreon. I wanted to keep going. Okay, it's five dollars, but I'm not going to. It's five dollars a month, and you get stuff. Yeah, like early access to episodes, mm-hmm. blooper reels. We'll send you some stickers and shit. So that's it for housekeeping. We got a lot of spooky stories today to we get do. into. But before we do that, what are you drinking, Jay? Is it the blood of uh, witch virgins or something? I am drinking the blood of the Rocky Mountains. Mm. I forgot where <laughs> it was made. Is it even? Yeah, I guess it's yeah, still it's, brewed it's there. The, it's the Rocky. I mean, it's the Rockies. Right? Yeah, it's the Rocky Mountains. Out of Golden, Colorado. Out of Golden, Redden, Colorado. <laughs> Redden. <laughs> what is it? Coors Light. Yeah. I am drinking spooky. Coors Light because. There is a certain someone who I do not want to upset by changing my beer. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want you to have any variety in your drink choices. Dave, we're talking about you, Dave. That is right, Dave. (laughs) I, I, I don't know if I can keep up this voice. I wish I could do a good Elvira. I am drinking Elysian Dark of the Moon Pumpkin Stout. This is 7.5% alcohol. 
okay is going to be yeah. fuckered. I'm going to get okay. I'm going to get shitty during Enough this Halloween with the fucking episode. Voices. Yeah, that's hard like, to keep. This up. is too much. Um. So yeah, I'm drinking a pumpkin stout. Jay's drinking Coors. If you want to share what you're drinking in this spooky holiday season, hashtag We drink because we work. Also tag FMWL Pod. Show us your spooky drinks. You've got like a themed cocktail. We want to hear about that. You know, anything spooky Halloween related, I'm all fucking for it. Send it our way. That's right. And moving on to weekly distractions. We have a joint weekly distraction this week. We do. Halloween's coming up and I'm not sure if they know. I'm sure they do. I'm sure we've had enough time to explain to people how much you're into Halloween. Oh, we've definitely talked about it. We've talked yeah. about our costumes so, in the past. Yeah. So we we do some pretty pretty cool costumes for Halloween, and we're basically putting those together. I'm actually pretty proud of myself. Yeah, yours is coming. Yours is going to be real cool. My, mine's going to be really cool. Like I I bought some stuff, and you know, just bought your your kind of like plain Jane, run of the mill, get it off of Amazon. But then I took my took my airbrush, I took it out to the garage, mm-hmm. took it all apart, took my airbrush and just spruced it up with like yeah. some red for blood and stuff like that. We'll post pictures when we're all dressed up in our in our spooky costume. We're that couple that likes to do couples costumes. So this one's I mean it's not like a cheesy couples costume, but it it like goes together. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Look, I still have people around Halloween come up to me and be like, I remember the pinata costume. That was so good. It was such a good costume. And so, yeah. So tag us and tell us what you plan on being for Halloween or show us pictures of your Halloween costumes. I love that shit. I want to see it. I want to see it. And Jay Jay likes it. (laughs) He's not as into it as I am, but you know what? He enjoys it. (laughs) I, I think, I think sometimes when you get into it, I'm just like, Oh fuck. What the fuck is she going to make me be this year? <laughs> make you. you I'm going to force you to be something. And then you get into it. And then I get into it. <laughs> yeah. And this year, I'm excited because this is the first year we're going to be like creepy. Yeah. Creepy, scary. And mm-hmm. and for me, if I want to dress up for Halloween, I want to- You want to be scary? Like, I want to be scary. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I don't want to- Your steampunk was a little creepy. My steampunk was a little creepy. That's why I was so into it. Scary, scary. No, it wasn't scary, but it was just creepy because it had all like the tubes coming out of the Mm -hmm. mask. And you had like the almost like plague doctor steampunk mask thing. It was pretty cool. On that note, do you want to get into some spooky workplace stories? Do you want a story, Kay? Yes, please. (laughs) I said, please. Okay. So, well, first you found an article with some just like yeah. short little workplace yeah. doohicks. Yeah, whereas- short little workplace doohicks, like creepy stuff that happened to people at work. Yeah. The article is from the Thought Catalog. Okay. And it comes from the Dave himself. Oh. And it is called Alone with a Burglar. Is it a ghost burglar? Can we'll it- find out. I mean... <laughs> You want me to read the end first and then start at the beginning? No. So I used to be a supervisor for a janitorial company. And a couple times a week, I had to go to a middle school and clean their hallway floors and gymnasium with a Zamboni type vehicle. Those of you who don't know what a Zamboni type vehicle is, it's like if you've ever seen them like redoing the ice on a hockey rink, that's a Zamboni. It's kind of like a a rider lawnmower for ice. Pretty much. This vehicle mopped and scrubbed the floor. When I was there, I had the whole school to myself. I used to get finished quickly and go to the library and read while eating my dinner. One morning after being there, I get a call from school security and they want me to come in. When I get there, I see a police car too. Uh Uh-oh, I think. They ask me a few questions like, Did you notice anything out of the ordinary or strange while you were here last night? What time did you leave? Where did you exactly go? No, none of that. All they, all they asked is if he noticed anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hadn't. I usually have headphones in. Security then shows me camera footage of someone breaking into one of the classrooms while I was riding the Zamboni. Not far away. 
I was there for another two hours. Nothing was stolen, but the worst part was they didn't have footage of the person leaving. They never went out the way they came in, and police had to sweep the entire school. Never did find out what happened with that one. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. Or it's just somebody living in the, you know, people like live in people's attics and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they like find out that there's someone been living in their house for years. Yeah. That's scarier than and paranormal shit. Call, call their kids crazy for like yeah. their whole childhood because the kids are like, somebody's walking above me. Mm-hmm. There's nothing above you but the attic. It's just your imagination, no one's up there. honey. Are there more in there you want to read? I mean, most of them are not like creepy ghost story. It's Aww. just creepy shit that happens to people. Boo. No, I'm just kidding. But this one is scary. Okay. Not creepy, scary. Okay. This one comes from <laughs> Old Balls 38. There you yep. go. I, right. I don't get to choose the names. And it's called Wild Animals. I was wrapping up for the day in northern Canada. I'm fueling up the side boom. Think bulldozer with no blade, but a giant metal boom on the side that we use to raise and lower pipe. I'm all by myself at this point. (laughs) Fucking dork. (laughs) I'm all by myself at this point because I was tired of listening to the laborers whine of the cold. So I told him I would take care of the rest. It's February, so it's pitch black. I keep hearing some weird sound. I can't quite hear it because the pump is too loud but I can kind of hear it. I search around a couple times and see nothing. I finish up, get in the truck and take off. And I drive past the front of the side boom to see a cougar sitting on top of a dirt pile, 15 feet away from where I was working. Like an old lady looking for a good time. Or like a mountain lion (laughs) that will eat you. (laughs) Either is scary. Very. The damn thing was just watching me there and probably could have ended my life without me even realizing it. I've never seen a cougar in the wild before. So he's basically saying he doesn't go to bars. I was going to say he doesn't go to dive bars. he doesn't go to dive bars or anything. (laughs) It's hard to understand how big they are and how powerful until you see one up close. That thing leapt off the six-foot pile and probably didn't touch the ground for 15 or 20 feet. It's terrifying to think something so big and powerful could just be sitting there deciding if they wanted to make me dinner. Yeah. I'd be like, here, kitty, 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 and then I'd get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> Hi, baby. Hi, baby. Oh, my God. You're so cute. I remember when I worked at In-N-Out and we would close. At that time, there there were some houses around there, but it wasn't quite as incorporated as it is now. Uh, and, you know, you come out at 2 a.m. if you were closing and there would be just coyotes in the parking yeah. lot staring at you. But Chilling. coyotes don't really scare me. I don't think they really attack humans all that much. No. But it was still just kind of startling. You walk out there, you're like, oh, shit. And, of course, it's like, hi, baby. I they're so cute, though. Yeah, they are. You got another one from that article? I do. Okay. This is a short one, but it seems pretty creepy. I used to work doing commercial fishing in the Gulf of Mexico, where they have some old oil rigs. This rig wasn't being used from what we knew, so we would get pretty close to it to fish for red snapper. While we were out there, we could have sworn we heard screams of a, of a woman over and over it was some shit but the explanation that they gave us was the wind was making noises at it as it blew through the rig that's what i was thinking well that's what we were told but it totally creeped us the fuck out yeah and that comes from house of amen aren't those oil rigs pretty dangerous though well, lot- to work on yeah not a lot of People not to fish around, but if you work on them, so maybe a lot of people. Oh yeah, maybe a, a woman died on the oil rig. I know fucking woman on the oil rig. Oh, shut up, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. Is that it for that article? Yeah, I mean, there's there's other ones, but we can come back to them. Okay, so we have a story from a listener that is very spooky. This one is entitled "Spooky Work Story." 
You don't say. <laughs> hey, y'all. So here's a little story about a haunted restaurant. <laughs> about 10 years ago, I was a chef and general manager of a Southwestern restaurant in Salt Lake City, Utah. We had taken over a space that had a string of failed concepts within its walls before we took over. For the first few months, I spent close to 80 hours a week in the building as we were building our brand and customer base. I noticed things being off immediately. First off, we opened in wintertime, but my staff and I would constantly hear what sounded like high school band marching music through the walls as if it were coming from outside. But if you opened a window or went outside for a better listen, you would hear nothing. Another phenomenon was the elevator doors opening and closing. Closing. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking closing in again. Closing in. They're opening and closing in. Another phenomenon was the elevator doors opening and closing all through the night. We would catch this on camera all the time. Open and shut with nobody in the building. Servers and kitchen staff would often report stacks of plates toppling over off the server station and back kitchen line, often with no report of tremor or quake felt within the building. One of the most startling moments was one morning coming in and finding the lobby gift shop in disarray, with candy bars and trinkets scattered across the floor. When we checked the security footage, nobody could be seen flinging these items from the gift shop you could only see objects being flung through the air. This happened several times. Are you scared now? <laughs> no, I just want to say... What, what What happened to the candy bars? <laughs> what, 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 Snickers? <laughs> <laughs> one morning, one of our beer sales reps came in to take pictures of our tables and advertisement displays, only to inform us that several of his pictures included a mysterious, transparent human figure in the background. We reviewed the security footage and saw nobody else in the room when he was taking pictures. I started doing research on the property and found that the movie theater and restaurant development we were a part of was once the city high school, which had been built in the early 1900s and torn down in the early 90s. There was a football field exactly where my building stood. Not only that, in the 1930s, there was a terrible accident involving a school bus and a train whose tracks passed behind the school. The bus driver, a man named Slim Silcock, accidentally turned onto the tracks in snowy conditions and drove head-on into the train. He and 25 students died in the crash, the worst in U.S. history at the time. For years after, many claimed that the school was haunted, as well as the movie theater and businesses that were built on the property. We found a picture of Slim Silcox and were amazed to find a striking resemblance to the man who appeared in the beer guy's photos. Over the time I was employed at the restaurant, several paranormal investigators set up ghost hunts on the property and claimed the property was in fact haunted. Gratefully, this is the only workplace where I encountered paranormal activity. Thanks for reading. Have a great week. And that's from Antonio Palacios from the Cultworthy Podcast. Ooh. That's that's creepy shit. To watch a security video, security footage video. video, and just see shit just fly across the room on its own, I would be like, um, I'm out, and I will not be back. Thank you. Did that motherfucker just fling the Snickers. Jesus. Don't touch the Snickers. You can throw the fucking mounds. Throw the fucking Butterfingers. No whatchamacallits. No I Snickers. I did too. When no I was mounds a kid. or Almond Joy. You can or you can throw that shit all the way out the door. Wait a no. No. No, no, no. I, I meant okay. throw the mounds and almond joy no, no. all the way out the door. To... <laughs> We're gonna get a divorce now. No, I was gonna serve you papers <laughs> right away. Yes, thank you, Antonio. That was a good story. Yeah, that was a good story. He mentioned he has pictures. I definitely want to see them. Yes, I do want to see them. Yeah. Do you have a creepy story for us, Jay? I forgot to ask you, have you ever encountered, encountered I know you're not a big believer in paranormal shit. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I do believe in the paranormal. 
I believe in the paranormal, but I believe in it in a more spiritual way where like the, the paranormal, if they need to speak to you, they're going to speak to you in like a subconscious way. Okay. Do you believe in They're mediums? not going to turn on a fucking lamp. Do you think mediums are real? So I have a story that I'm going to read. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do I think mediums are real? What do you mean? Like people who can. That, that are kind of like conduits for, you know, people that have passed on want to get messages to people that are still living. I do, but I don't think they're as prevalent as when well, you walk down the main street of. Well, I mean, there are areas, definitely a lot of you know, frauds, but I. It, yeah. I, I do I, think the real ones exist. Yes, I, I, I do. Yeah. I do think they exist, but they're not the ones you see on TV. Uh, they're not. They're not the know, ones you see on YouTube. That little blonde kid that looks like Macaulay Culkin. I think he's pretty legit. I, I can't remember his name right now. I, I remember who you're talking to, and who I'm talking could to could be yeah. who you're talking about. Could be. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, anyway, but I'm I'm not I'm not a paranormal denier. You okay. know, I don't want to be labeled. <laughs> you don't and, label and Jay as a paranormal a denier. No matter what it is, there's going to be frauds. No yeah. matter what the but but I think that the paranormal, a lot of it, you know, when when people say, "Oh, this happened," a lot of times they're in situations where they're kind of building themselves up they're for something to happen, something. and so you 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 know, your the mind can play tricks yeah. on you. It can. Are you so acute that you believe every trick that your mind plays on you? You think I'm cute? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I know. I'm just being I'm stupid. I'm just talking about in general. Yeah. I know. I, I mean, I agree. I think there's a lot of things that can be easily explained away and that there are people that are looking for spooky things when it's not there. But I absolutely yeah. believe. Let's get back into the spook. Yes. I worked in a funeral home in college. I started out as a receptionist slash schedule helper. I started out as a receptionist, but because I was in medical field training. <laughs> Sorry, I had to <laughs> edit. Yeah. I, at first I read it and it was like receptionist slash schedule helper, which, which is, is a receptionist. A receptionist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I started out as a receptionist. I got trained and eventually would do the embalming myself. The embalming never bothered me, but I often did it alone and with music on. What did bother me was being alone in early mornings and evenings at the funeral home in the front office. Part of my job duties were to shut off all lights and lock up at the end of the night. There was one long hall where coffins were kept. Sometimes with the deceased lying inside with nope. the lid line, with the lid open. Nope, 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 nope. Lined nope. up waiting for the funeral for the next day. And I would have to walk past all of the coffins to get the light switch and then turn around and walk past them in the dark. Fuck no. Nah. -uh. I would have like. Give me all the brooms. Yeah. And some duct tape. <laughs> I will make a fucking 90 foot. <laughs> or just have like a large lantern with me. <laughs> or yeah. big flashlight. To, I would not want to walk past those in the dark. Fuck no. A few times I felt the hallway get very cold and would think I heard breathing. Nope. Once I was there around 9 p.m. in the dead of winter. So it was dark out. And someone was tapping on the back door at the end of the hallway. I checked the security cams at the front desk and no one was there. Oh, so I'm trying to get out of there. Let me out. I don't want to die. Don't bury me in the ground. I decided to leave that light on for the night and lock up. There were a few times I would set the alarm for the place and the owner would tell me it went off in the middle of the night, asking if I said it right. Oh, I don't know. You work with a bunch of fucking dead people. Mm -hmm. They're partying like, at night when you go home. Yeah. If you have alarm problems, don't blame your employee. Blame the dead people. Yeah. The dead people. Yeah. Like, they what wanna, are they, they, they going to get offended? Hurrah. They want a last fucking hurrah. <laughs> are they going to go to HR? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Heaven HR or Hell HR. I know I did said it right. Overall, nothing too crazy ever happened, but I am a nurse and I can definitely say when the heart stops on the monitor, if I'm in the room, I can feel a change of energy. Yeah. Also, sometimes it takes hours for the body to cool off after dying. And that always creeps me out. Yeah. Especially when I hug them. Ew. No, that wasn't <laughs> I snuggle there. up next to them. That wasn't in there. In the coffin. And this came from BRNLS42. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. They're the best. best Burn around. Rules. <laughs> yeah. Burn rules 42. Yeah, we know someone who became a like a funeral person. Like what are they called? No, mortician. That's the word. <laughs> funeral person. A professional funeral person. And that's that's tough. I've been around a dead body and it's weird. It's yeah. very weird. It's it's very weird. But it does make it does definitely make you realize in the I've been power a few. of the power of the soul. Anywho, drink everybody. Kay, do you have a creepy story for us? I do. I have another creepy workplace story for you. This one is from Plastic Rhino. That sounds like a name of a dildo. (laughs) God, it does. (laughs) (laughs) This one is called My Dad's True Paranormal Work Story. Well, good, because we don't want a fake one. Hello, everyone. I'm going to share a true, bizarre story my dad told me about a week ago that happened to him and a co-worker. English is not my first language, so I'm going to try my best to describe everything to you as clear as possible. My dad is a nurse who works at a nursing home in a small town in the south of the Netherlands. I respect nurses a lot because you need a great deal of patience and have to be able to handle difficult situations like someone with dementia wandering off and bringing him or her back safe and sound. (laughs) His job consists of guiding and taking care of the elderly. He can get calls from time to time from elderly who need his help at night with, for example, going to the bathroom. He loves his job and makes a lot of hours working in night shifts. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Makes a lot of hours working in night (laughs) shifts. Seeing people leave fully rehabilitated and ready to go home always brings a smile on his face. Rehabilitated from being elderly? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of the a lot of dementia people Come, wander in off out. into the cold, and like yeah. if he's in the Netherlands, it's fucking cold. I know, but it says seeing people leave fully rehabilitated and ready yeah. to go home. Like usually, when you're in a home because you're elderly and have dementia, you don't go back home. But enough of that, let's go on to the story. My dad had just started his night shift one night when he got a call by an elderly man who I will refer to as William. William shared a two-person bedroom with another man who we'll call Charles. These two men were mentally healthy and had no signs of dementia whatsoever. This will be important to the story later. So my dad walks over to the two-person room and asks William if everything is okay and if he needs help with something. William said, There was a man in my room just now. He stood next to my bed and was wearing a long trench coat and a top hat on his head, and he had this very large book under his arms. I didn't dare say anything to him. My dad looked confused and asked, Maybe it was Charles you saw who got up to use the restroom? William responded, I did not make out his face, but I'm sure it wasn't Charles, because I checked and he was asleep when the man stood next to me. My father was pretty shocked to hear this, and offered to wait next to him until he fell back asleep. When William did, my dad checked on Charles, who was still sound asleep. Halfway through the night, my dad's shift ended and a co-worker took over for him. He told her about the sighting of the man in the room. She didn't really believe him very much, though. The next day in the afternoon... My dad had to go to work again. When he arrived, the co-worker told him what apparently went down last night. The co-worker did not receive any more calls from the two-person bedroom. The next morning, as the co-worker was making her usual round to wake everyone, she discovered Charles lying lifeless on his bed. She asked other co-workers to come help her to maybe save his life, but they noticed he was already cold to the touch. 
When they asked William about it, who was woken up by all the commotion, now sitting completely baffled on the edge of his bed, he gave them an answer that left them confused and frightened. He woke up out of nowhere in the middle of the night when he saw that strange man had returned. This time, William did say something. He asked, Who are you? What are you doing here? Unlike last time, the man spoke. In a deep, low voice, he responded, I'm not here for you. I'm here for your neighbor. Go back to sleep, William. William was too scared to say or do anything after this. He shut his eyes and tried to fall back to sleep, which, miraculously, he did. Later, the staff reviewed the security footage that was of the hallway in which the entrance to William's room was. No one, except for my dad, got in and out of that room the previous night. Ooh, his dad's a murderer. William still believes to this day that the man who visited him that night was a physical manifestation of death. I really hope you guys enjoyed my story. It's the first time posting something like this. That's creepy. (laughs) (laughs) A man in a trench coat with a top hat. Hey, look here, see? Go to sleep now. And a large book. Oh, a book of names. Yeah, it's a book of death. <laughs> so either the Grim Reaper came and visited this man, or your dad is a murderer. No, come Sleep on. Sleep well. All right. We've got another creepy work story for you. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier. This guy woke up out of a sleep to see this happening. Mm-hmm. You think he was that dreaming? Is, no, I don't think he was dreaming. I think that when you see spiritual shit happen, you are in between your subconscious and your conscious. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think this happens. I don't think it's, you're either on mushrooms (laughs) or- High as fuck. Yeah. Like you're on some psychedelic or you're in between your subconscious and conscious. Yeah. You know, I shared my one. I don't even know if I would consider it a paranormal paranormal story about my grandma on the the Neatcast 100th episode, where I was kind of in between. And that was fucking creepy. Sleep and awake. So go listen to that because it's not work related. So I'm not going to tell it here. Go listen to the Neatcast to listen to my my creepy story. We've got another story for you coming right up. I hope you guys are all are are all. Very scared to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, you should be. Just don't do it. Listen to our our episode. Yeah, I guess our last episode, and you'll get some good excuses to call in sick to work tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> One of them can be, I listen to a podcast, <laughs> and really I don't trust me. work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we did have one story where, where the girl called in and said, um, the ghost kept me up all night. I can't go to work tomorrow. So there you mm-hmm. go. It works. Okay. This post comes to us from Signature Fox 2013. The name of it is My Paranormal Work Story. To the point. My name is Signature Fox 2013. Not really. (laughs) Y'all can just call me Pasho. All right, Pasho. I work as a registration person in a small town emergency room that has a hidden secret to many who weren't around in the late 80s and early 90s. My hospital was home to a serial killer. Ooh, is it one of those angel of death killers? Long story short, he killed his patients using potassium Mm -hmm. chloride on the night shift to lighten his workload. Oh, that's not an angel of death. That's just a fucking psycho. What? You know, a lot's coming out about you this episode. (laughs) I'm a little frightened. Yeah, on with the story. Mm -hmm. Some people say he's innocent, but I wasn't there. And this is not the place to speculate on it. Okay. So as if working in a hospital that had a serial killer in it isn't enough, working in an ER and unit where some people on a routine basis will spend their final day on Mm. earth without the chance to finish loose ends. Yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of bad mojo, muju, voodoo. Now I work night shift. Which is perfect for me because it's lower workload and $2 an hour extra pay. Okay. Well, I mean, fucking A. Uh, I mean, I guess you get paid more for that fucking creepy factor and also ruining your circadian rhythms. Plus, the nurses and staff are chill because of the usually lower census. 
However, I spent enough time to know when a place is haunted. My waiting room has a consultation room for us to put families in to have those hard conversations, and so they don't have it in the waiting room. Well, we don't use it very often, except for a COVID waiting room in my time here. Yet for some reason, the lights come on on their own. The maintenance guy and myself have checked the console to the light switch, which is supposed to be motion activated. Well, it doesn't work at all, meaning the only way to turn it on is to press the button. Strange, but scientifically fathomable, right? (laughs) Okay. (sighs) You see, the ultramolecular molecules. (laughs) You would have to have pressure upon the button of the light switch to turn the light on. Well, that's not the only thing I've seen. So part of my duties is to count the cash drawer, making change, etc. I'm sorry, wait, there's a cash drawer in the ER? Maybe he works in the gift shop. I was counting it the other night, and while I was doing my count, I saw something strange out of the corner of my eye. I looked down at the locked door to my left, and a pair of yellow semi-transparent hands are coming out from under the door flying toward me. I'm Mm -hmm. able to jump back far enough that the hands miss me, having to stop myself from screaming in the process. Unmistakably, I know those hands were wanting to grab my ankles. But for what purpose? To drag you into hell. I have no idea. Drag me to hell. That doesn't stop me from loving my job. (laughs) After all, what is a ghost but a patient who can never check out? Thanks, Signature Fox 2013. That was total BS. Yeah, you you did real good at the beginning, but then the last two paragraphs, you (laughs) kind of blew your load. Just some yellow transparent hands just Uh, coming to grab my ankles. I mean, it could be a drag me to hell situation. I work in a hospital and all this stuff happens. I count a cash drawer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that part didn't, didn't quite make sense. All right, we've got a couple more stories for you. To re- oh wait, before we get into our next couple stories, we've got a couple voicemails for you. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I mean it's a couple voicemails, but it's from the same person, so we're just going to play those back to back. Okay. Hey Jay, hey Kay, this is Tim from Against All Odysseys Podcast. So um, I'm going to try to talk fast and succinctly because I have three different types of spooky to tell you about. Um, so I work at a hospital, which has its own, I mean, there's hundreds of spooky stories from everybody, but it, it's also a hospital, so you have to be really careful with how you phrase things. and how, So anyway, the first type of spooky, which is everybody's fear, especially on like a cardiac unit, is you look at the monitor, and normally you see regular, P wave, QRF, P wave, QRF, whatever. The uh, the the heartbeat, regular, regular, regular. And if you start seeing it go really wide and really big and really fast, it looks like a really scary arrhythmia. And so you need to run in and check on the person and make sure they're okay. Well, this one person that was admitted with chest pain, they were fine, they were fine, they were fine. And then did that. And then so the the monitor tech that was working at the time got up and ran to the room threw the curtain open and this individual was uh, enjoying himself, uh, pleasuring himself, so to speak. Um, somehow the, the hospital had not blocked an Asian singles website. Cause why, why would you need to, why would you need to? So that was something scary that ended up being just absolutely disgusting. There's a picture of the monitor. It looks real. It's 104 minutes. Do with that information whatever you want. I actually already, I think, got you all a copy of it. Um, and I think your answering machine is going to cut out. So I'm going to hang up. I'm going to call back with the other two short stories. I mean, if you're in the hospital and you think, like, shit's about to go south for he me. might as well get one more. Might as well just fucking bang one out. And- <laughs> find that one unblocked Asian singles website. He actually did send a picture of the heart monitor. I'll um, I'll make sure it's okay. And if it is, I'll share that on our social medias. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's his second part of the voicemail. 
Hey, Jerry. Hey, Kay. It's time for me to get to all these buckets. Long time to have. Hey, anyway, here's story number two. Happened to a coworker of mine, actually, on a night shift. It's a different type of scary. Um, it's, uh, so she's, my coworker is a, a middle-aged female. And on night shift, we work 6 p.m. to 7 a.m. And for a while, our office has since moved. But one of our offices was on the outpatient floors. So after 5 p.m., there's nobody else. Like, lights are out. It's just the office and one or two hall lights to, so you don't bump into the walls or anything. Um, it's fairly secluded. And she opened the door, and coming down the hallway was, she described a, a male, young, six-and-a-half-ish feet tall, very large man, scared out of his mind, wearing nothing. Oh, wow. No hospital gown, no clothes, no shoes, no nothing. And then he looked at her, he said, you got to help me. And she was like, I would be glad to help you. Where do you need to be? He was like, I need to leave. They're keeping me. And he was clearly like hallucinating and in like a manic state. And she was able to uh, direct him back to the uh, the unit he was supposed to be on. But she said it was uh, one of the few times she's been scared for her life in the 35 years she's been working there. So that's a different type of scary. And then the third one um a very normal person came in with a very garden variety heart attack, so to speak. And then, he, you know, you go to the cat lab, you get your stents, you come back. We keep you overnight. If you do fine, the next day you go home. Well, she um, was fine, normal, no history of anything, was in this one room. And then uh, I went in in the morning to make sure they were doing okay. And they were like, yeah, I mean, except in the corner all night, all night, there's a little girl in a chair coloring in a book. And then when the sun came up, nobody was there. And uh, the patient was like completely freaked out, reasonably so, because there was never any um, like little kid on that floor for the whole day or whatever. Anyway, looking forward to the Halloween episode. Hope I wasn't rambling too fast. Love the show. Thank y'all. Bye. Yikes. Yeah. That last one is pretty creepy. Yeah. Like, I like the other stories for the scary, like the scary factor, like, shit, I'm going to lose a patient. Let's go in there and save him. And he's fucking whacking off. Yeah. The other scary, like, being a woman in the middle of the night and a large man comes in naked and clearly out of his mind. Dick flopping everywhere. (laughs) Like, you got to get me out of here. Yeah. Also very scary. And then the last one, like, that, just that creepy... Was maybe it was her guardian angel, you know, but still creepy as fuck. Look. Kids are fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I was going with this. Like, kids, period, are fucking scary. Alive kids are scary. Live kids are scary. Kids that aren't there and they're like, nothing's creepier yeah. than a kid Who's just around you, yeah. coloring in a coloring book, like softly, not screaming, softly singing a fucking. And you know, we paid the kids next door to scream throughout this entire recording, so you're going to hear that as well for some ambiance. <laughs> It goes perfectly with the discussion yeah. we're having right we now. <laughs> Thank you, Tim, for those. Those were good stories. Yeah. All right. I've got one more story for you. All right. I'm going to tell it to you it with, the, good. with the smooth sounds of children screaming in the background. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh wait. All right. <laughs> this comes from Muted Application 27. I work as an anathema. Oh, this word. Anesthesiologist? (laughs) Yes. I work as an anesthesiologist. I did it, sort of. (laughs) Kind of. With a lisp. Well, my... Anesthesiologist. My beer is strong, okay? I know. And we are routinely part of the cardiac cardiac arrest slash code team of the hospital. When a cardiac arrest call comes over our pagers, we need to get there ASAP. The hospital I work at is a new building but it is attached to the old and now mostly empty hospital by a link bridge. The old hospital is about 150 years old and was built on the site of an old Roman fort. Where is this? Must not be in the United States. (laughs) If 
No. What do you mean? <laughs> How could it? I think that's Cleveland. <laughs> they they just they just dug up an old Roman fort and yeah, shipped and it, shipped it over here. And we're like, eh. <laughs> let's build a hospital on it. Okay. It only has a few wards open on it. I've come across some strange occurrences as a doctor working nights in a hospital, but this shook me to my core and has made me question everything. Anyways, I was working the night shift and received a cardiac arrest call at about 4 a.m. to one of the wards in the old hospital. So I start to run towards the old hospital and enter the link bridge that connects the two. This bridge is a bit like those walkways when you get off an airplane. Long, tiny, feels a bit flimsy, and about 50 meters off the ground. It is a beep and a bop and a boop Oh my god. Why do you think it's Italy? Oh, Roman. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, beep and a bop and a dead people. Shh. This is spooky. Stop. <laughs> It is about 500 meters long and pitch black at night. There are motion-activated sensors that turn on the lights as you make your way through the bridge. As I was running through the bridge, the lights were coming on in front of me as I ran in segments of about 20 meters at a time. I don't want me- know what meters translate into into U.S. terms, but whatever. About halfway through the bridge, I crapped myself as I nearly ran into somebody who looked like a patient heading the opposite way to me towards the new hospital. This guy just appeared out of the dark as one of the light sensors I triggered illuminated a section of the bridge. He was a very distinctive looking man. He looked a bit like Albert Einstein, wild white hair, a big bushy mustache, and wearing a gold medallion style necklace that poked out from his hairy chest and hospital pajamas. He also had a large, distinctive, hairy mole on his left cheek. "'Excuse me, sir, can you help me?' he called out to me as I ran past him. I slowed down momentarily to a quick walk and said, "'Yes, but I have to be quick as I'm on my way to an emergency.' "'I was just wondering if you could tell me where the morgue is,' he called out. As I wasn't 100% sure where the mortuary was in the new hospital, I said, "'You'll have to ask somebody at the reception desk at the other side of the bridge. They'll be able to direct you. Sorry, I've got to go.' I carried on running without looking back. For a second, it briefly crossed my mind as to why the patient was looking for the mortuary at 4 a.m. I didn't give it too much further thought and made my way to the ward where the cardiac arrest call came from. As I made my way into the ward, the ward nurses were directing me to the patient bed space where the emergency was. Nurses had already started performing CPR. When I got there, to my absolute horror and disbelief, the patient in cardiac arrest was the same man I crossed paths with going the other way on the link bridge. Same wild hair, same bushy mustache, same mole on his left cheek, same hospital pajamas, and the same gold medallion poking out from them. Not a look-alike, the exact same guy, down to the pink IV cannula in his left hand. Anesthesiologists notice things like that. We tried CPR for 25 minutes, but we could not get him back. I had crossed paths with his spirit on the link bridge, and it was looking for the mortuary. It still gives me the heebie-jeebies when I have to cross it, especially at night. I've had some other milder paranormal encounters in the old hospital, which I'll save for another time. None that will be forever etched into my memory like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. That's I a got good one. like That's a good chills one reading that. With. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Also, I want to say I gave you shit for doing the beep and a bop and a boop and a, and you were like, what do you think? Why do you do that? Is it Italy? Oh, yeah, Rome. But <laughs> Rome was bigger than just Italy back yeah, in the day. Rome, yeah. Rome was <laughs> current, very big. Current Italy, I mean, they were yeah. even into like. England. Yeah, Ireland, you know, Scotland, Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm tipsy and I'm not going to think about those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was super creepy. That was a good one. Like as I was reading it, like I was just getting chills. So thank you for sharing those stories on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. We to, really appreciate yeah, it. Thank you to the, to the people that sent voicemails and sent us stories. And happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. 
Tell us what you're going to be for Halloween. Send us pictures of your costumes. Yeah, we want to see pictures on Twitter. On Twitter, on Instagram, on, well, I guess you can't really do that on TikTok. On Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Don't send it to us on Facebook. We won't see it. Yes. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. Thank you. We love you. Stay spooky. Fuckers. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our Halloween special. If you like what you've heard, consider leaving us a five-star review. You can support the show by joining our Patreon for $5 a month or just telling your friends about the pod. Check out our sweet merch over on Teespring by following the link in the show notes. If you've got a workplace story you'd like to share, email it to us at fmwlpod at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 310-818-3273 follow us on all the socials at fmwlpod have a safe and spooky halloween everybody Welcome to our Hi, everybody. podcast. It's Halloween. It's our spooky episode. Creepy things like ghosts and goblins and witches and <laughs> werewolves. <laughs> there, wolf. And all other such manner of doohickeys. And Silky up in this bitch. Hi. Hey.